Let's get into the postseason here with John Millay on Preps Today with John Millay. Yes, this is part of TalkNorth.com. The producer is Brandon Morton. Uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app if you like the show. And go to TalkNorth.com to find all kinds of other shows you might like. Subscribe to those as well. We do appreciate it. Let's start with a postseason update with John today. Hey, Jim. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, we are getting Good. into it. We are getting very busy here. We're going to get busier uh, for the next Basically, well, through March, it's going to be it's going to be hectic. It's cranking up. So this week, uh, section tournaments are going on in, in a bunch of sports, uh, including uh, skiing, alpine and Nordic skiing, girls wrestling, dance, girls hockey, and others. Uh, and we're right around the corner from state tournaments. In fact, this week we will ha- hold a state tournament, uh, one act play Thursday and Friday at the College of Saint Catherine and Saint Paul at O'Shaughnessy Auditorium, which is a fantastic old, old uh, auditorium that's had a lot of a lot of famous people come through there and perform. Uh, next week, state tournaments will be the Nordic and Alpine ski meets up at Giants Ridge in Bawabic. And then uh, state dance is going to blow the roof off the Target Center uh, at the Friday and Saturday of next week. I'll be there for that. Um, and then now I was looking at the calendar. I do this every every winter as we as we get to this point. Starting this week with a one act play state tournament, we're going to have seven consecutive weeks of state tournaments involving ten different activities. I hope I'm rested. I hope I'm ready. Um, my wife and I spent this past weekend in Phoenix, where we once lived and where one of our kids lives, and we tried to just uh, we soaked up the sun. I'm trying to build up my strength to get through this and it's, it's a fun time of year. Um, but it, it's hectic, it's fun. And, uh, I'm, you know, other than the ski meet, basically everything's in the twin cities. It's easy to, to get out and see these, these kids do their things and, and, uh, it's going to be great. So we're looking forward to that. Excellent. Uh, he's John Millay from MSHSL. MSHSL.org is also where John's journal appears. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Once again, thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com, brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Minnesota Propane, Propane in general. Let's get now to football talk in February. There's never <laughs> not a good time to talk yes. about football. This is not related to the Super Bowl, so that's okay. Um, so last week, the high school league board of directors, 22 people, they meet every other month. They did this last week. And when I looked at the agenda, I knew which item was going to make waves. And it did. I mean, very minor as far as Twitter goes. People get their undies in a bunch. But there was a proposal to seed the state football quarterfinals in, in nine man through 5A to seed those eight teams, one through eight. As it stands right now, Football, the state tournament uses a rotating section versus section plan. Uh, 6A, the big schools, they already seed, but it's a whole different animal. They only have 32 teams. They are seeded into four brackets. Each bracket has uh, seeds starting at the top, number one. So there was no way the board was going to pass this. And indeed, the vote was unanimous. And of course, some Twitter folks who don't quite understand how this works you know, started throwing, throwing rocks. And, but there were a lot of reasons for the no vote. When, when this board votes unanimously on anything, uh, you know, there's issues. The, the biggest thing is that no state tournament seeds teams one through eight. A lot of them seed teams, 
but the standard is one through five. So if this football proposal had asked for one through five, I think it would have sailed through unanimously. Yes. Um, but these, these other state tournaments, you know, the, the coaches, once we know who's going to be at state, the coaches get online, there's a seeding process. They seed the other teams, they rank the other teams. So that gives you one through five. And then the other three, there's kind of a blind draw to see who they're going to play. Um, it's, it's a good system. It's worked. And again, if they had asked for one through five in football, it would have been fine. And, you know, people say, why do you seed one through five? Why not seed one through eight? And basically the traditional reaction from coaches groups and people affiliated with all the, all the various sports and they're all different. They would don't really want one team to be seated eighth and, and be designated mm-hmm. as the worst team at the state tournament. I get yep. that. I don't agree with that because, you know, the counter to that is uh, you take a team that didn't make it to state. Would you like to go to state? Even if that meant being the eighth seed, of course, of course you would. Nobody, nobody would argue against that. So I, I Personally, I'm not speaking for anybody, but but my own brain here, one through eight, I see no issues with that. But I do have a thought on on this whole process of seeding. Basically, the people who represent each sport do a great job of representing their sport. But if coaches, advisory groups from a whole bunch of different sports put together a proposal, basically asking, we would like all of our sports to seed one through eight at, at their state tournaments, baseball, softball, hockey, basketball, you name it, football, uh, that, that would happen. I think that would happen. Um, these groups don't really work with each other very often, if at all. Um, but if they all banded together, I think you could, you could flip this from one to five to through to one to eight pretty easily. It just takes all those groups all those representatives, you know, hey, get, get on a Zoom call, talk about this, put together a proposal. You know, all these groups know how to put together proposals to the board of directors, and uh, it could happen. But it's just, it's it's a minor glitch right now. Um, people got upset, not a lot of people, and I, I could almost predict which Twitter accounts are going to be mad at this because a lot of those folks are mad at everything, it seems like. So it's fairly entertaining to see the reaction. But that, And I, I did tweet as I was tweeting back and forth with people during and after that meeting. I said, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. We'll get into the weeds a little bit. So now that's those are the weeds. So that's where it stands. Well, John, my understanding of modern day sports is uh, it's all about proving the haters and the critics and the naysayers wrong. So how can you prove the naysayer is wrong if you're not seated eighth. How great would it be to see an eighth seed win a state tournament in any sport? Exactly. That's, that can't exactly. happen now. That can't happen. So, and yeah. then they, and then yeah, they could point uh, and say, see, John Malay, we told you. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> no, that's we had to get no, no respect. respect. It's a brand new line in, in sports. Yes. Uh, let <laughs> like us it. get to a lifetime in coaching. Yeah, this is a cool story, Jim. I, I wrote last week about Todd Anderson. He's in his first year as the head boys basketball coach at De La Salle, which we all know it's one of the most storied programs in the state in any sport. Todd's a really interesting guy. He grew up in Audubon, Minnesota, played basketball at Minnesota Morris. So he's 48 years old. He was an assistant coach at De La Salle for 24 years. Half wow. his life before wow. getting the, the top job this season. And as we know, uh, current Gophers assistant, Dave Thorson, he was the, he, he ran the dynasty there. He was the coach for 23 years. He hired Todd as an assistant long ago. 
And after last season, Travis Bledsoe, he was the coach for five years. He took over when Dave Thorson left. Travis is now the men's coach at Anoka Ramsey Community College. And uh, Todd's a heck of a guy. He fits that mold of those previous coaches at De La Salle. It goes way beyond basketball. If you go to John's Journal at MSHSL.org, you can read about him. And I've seen that team play a couple times this season. They uh, began this week with a record of 15-4. and four. And, you know, they always go to the state tournament. They're a regular regular contender. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him back there this year. It would be a really neat thing to see Todd, after after being an assistant for 24 years, take a, take his very first team to state. Uh, good guy, good small-town Minnesota guy doing good things. That is a cool story, no doubt about it. All right, let's, uh, let's thank Jody Stay and Pizza Barn. Yeah, uh, if people watch uh, Minnesota Live on on. Channel 5 KSTP Monday morning on that show. Jody Stay was the star for, uh, for for that show. She brought one of the pizza trucks into town. Um, it was in the parking lot. She was out there with, with Chris Eggert, one of the anchors in the Channel 5 parking lot. You could actually see the logos for Preps Today with John Millay and Talk North on the truck. And then they went in the studio and Jody had several pizzas with her. She talked about, you know, coming up with great ideas for pizza. Um, she had the cheese curd with her, the cow pie, and the pizza of the month this month, the Bloody Mary. And Jody talked about our our podcast and, and the nickname challenge bracket we did during COVID, and and how she that kind of inspired her to create some pizzas based on high school nicknames. You know, the the Moorhead Spuds were the winner of the nickname challenge, nosing out the awesome blossoms from Blooming Prairie. And Jody created specific pizzas for those schools and delivered them. And uh, so on the on, in the TV studio, she also had some samples from Sunken Ship Brewery in Princeton. This was about a 10-minute segment. You can find it online. Uh, it's really good. Go to the If you go to the Pizza Bar and Facebook page, I think there's a link there. Uh, it was really, really well done, I thought. And, and they were celebrating basically 40 years of the Pizza Bar, and that's why they invited Jody on. And, and uh, Chris and Megan Newquist did a great job. Uh, kind of just, just talking about the pizza, but it had great questions, which Jody answered expertly. So uh, as we know, the pizza barn's a fixture in downtown Princeton, always busy, always tons going on, a lot of community-inspired efforts. They got a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner. You can dine in person. They'll they'll make it ready to take and bake. They'll deliver. They cater at a popular lunch buffet on weekdays. So thanks to Jody. She's, she's a great friend of ours. I was glad to be up there a few weeks ago to do my end of the podcast from the pizza bar. Really cool to see her get that kind of recognition and publicity. Uh, they do a great job up there and we can't thank them enough. That's fantastic. We were at a meeting at talk, the talk North uh, studios recently. Now the Aquarius home services studios and uh, out of the blue, somebody just said, you know, Jody stays good people. Absolutely. That's perfect summation of Jody. She is good people. No doubt. Hey, a lot of people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. That's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy storage 
stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane for, can do for you at propane.com. All right, let's get to one of our set pieces here and let us thank a ref. Yeah, today we're going to thank a, a late ref. Uh, Tom Brocker was a guy I watched at track meets for decades. Uh, Tom worked the, he usually worked the shot put at track meets. He was a shot putter in high school at St. Louis Park. Uh, was was a thrower and a football player at the University of Minnesota in the '60s. He worked our state track meet for more than 50 years. And Tom Tom passed away last week. Um, fabulous guy. Everybody who was a high level shot putter in Minnesota, male or female, high school, college, they all knew Tom because he worked these big meets. He worked little meets. I've seen him at too many track meets to count over the years. Just a fixture. One of the greats. And uh, I I don't know exactly how old Tom was. The last few years, he was getting around with a walker. You know, he would be driven to the shot put area, sometimes in a golf cart, and he would sit in a chair and he would he would run the run the shot put and did a great job. Just just one of those officials who did it forever was so dedicated. He loved the sport, and I think mostly he loved the kids. He got to know all these kids, and and they uh, it'd be so great to see kids after a competition, you know, thanking the official. And, and Tom Brocker was a guy who got, who got thanked all the time. And he was grateful. We're grateful to him for all the work he did. And just another, another sign that we need more officials. We need young officials to fill these roles and uh, nobody's ever going to fill Tom's shoes, but, but we always encourage people to do that. And another note on officials uh, last week, the Colorado high school activities, activities association made a little bit of news they approved a plan to raise the pay for high school officials in Colorado. Uh, over three years, it's going to go up incrementally. It's a whole different system than what we have in Minnesota. You know, the high school league here, we don't say what officials will get paid. Basically, the officials associations around the state, they work out deals with conferences and schools and and decide. And the pay can, the pay can vary. So I don't know what they're making in Colorado right now. It's not as much as what officials here are paid. But they're going to start this three-year plan next fall. And by the end of the three years, basically in almost every varsity sport, officials will get $95 a game. And I think we're, I think we're awful close to that right now already in Minnesota. And, and according to the Colorado Association, that'll be a 48% increase wow. from right now. I mean, they're not making much at all. So it's, I'm sure it's long overdue. But like I said, it, it really varies around the state. I know in Minnesota, our officials are paid pretty well compared to other states. But, you know, and I've said for a long time, there, to me, two ways to have more officials, treat them better. That's the most obvious one. Treat them better and pay them more. And Colorado's kind of doing that now. They're going to pay them more. And I would never argue that we shouldn't pay officials in Minnesota more. I'm just not a financial expert. I'm not sure how we do that, but but uh, good going in Colorado. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna attract more officials, I'm sure, and and uh, hopefully we can do things here in Minnesota. Well, things are being done in Minnesota right now. A lot of initiatives. A lot of schools have PA announcements specifically thanking the officials, asking for a round of applause, and and we're making headway. 
Good. That's good news. Yeah. Uh, let's get to another usual set piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John does a great job of keeping track of all the coaching milestones across the state. What do you have for us today? Yeah, this is this is some good ones, Jim, here. Uh, Concordia Academy wrestling coach, coach Keith Asala. This guy's in his 43rd year as a wrestling coach. 40 at Concordia Academy. That's a great milestone there. Uh, congrats to a guy I know, Henning High School girls basketball coach, Mike Heppola. He got his 300th career win versus his hometown, Sabika Trojans, last week. Mike's also, also a high-level high school football official. I've seen him uh, on the basketball court, on the football field, a great guy. Congrats to Belgrade Bruton L. Rosa, easy for me to say. Girls basketball coach Christina Anderson, she got her 200th career win. That's a team we've seen at the state tournament recently. And on a, on a non-coaching note, but on a media note, I, I talked about I was in Phoenix over the weekend, Friday through Monday, and it's Super Bowl week down there. It's Phoenix Open Week. Uh, I'm glad we found decent hotel rates and decent uh, airfare, but I wouldn't want to be down there now. But somebody who is down there, everybody in Ada, Minnesota knows Nick Wagner. Uh, I met Nick when he was a he was a freshman in high school. He graduated from Ada Bore up in 2013. He has become quite an accomplished photographer and, and news reporter. Uh, he had, has worked in Texas for several years. Now he's a staff photographer for the Kansas City Star. And Nick will be on the sideline at the Super Bowl on Sunday. He's been shooting all these chief games all year. Uh, the Fargo Forum did a nice story about Nick. And I, this was interesting to me. So here's a photographer. This dude watches film. He watches game films of the teams that are going to play, trying to pick up little insights and clues on what to look for when he's when he's shooting photos. That's amazing to me. Doesn't surprise me about Nick, man. That guy is super dedicated, super talented. And uh, my wife and I, in fact, we have a couple of Nick's photos framed and hanging in our house. And uh, he's not only really talented, but a great person. So if anybody reads the Kansas City Star, you're going to see some great photos from the Super Bowl by Nick Wagner of Ada, Minnesota. That is so cool. Uh, I, I love photographers. I know the start to be oh. one of the best things we've done is keep our staff, our photography staff intact. We have great photographers. They work like crazy. They take that's so much pride stuff. in what they do. So that's a really cool story. You bet. Uh, let's uh, get to be like Bernie. Yeah, I don't know Bernie, but uh, Bernie Siebenaller from St. Charles, he was honored at a girls basketball game. Bernie's not a coach. Um, he's honored. He He's driven the bus, driven a team bus for 28 years. Same length of time on the school board. He's been a fan of every St. Charles team forever. So at a girls basketball game, they kind of made it Bernie night. And 10 of Bernie's 11 children were there. A bunch of grandkids were in the gym for the game that night. That is really cool. And I retweeted some photos that were posted on Twitter by uh, St. Charles, by Scott McCready, the great AD down there. And when I retweeted it, all I wrote was, be like Bernie. Because talk about dedication and, and support for a long, long time. So way to go, Bernie. Excellent. And let's wrap up today's show. Once again, go to talknorth.com, find all the other shows you might like, subscribe to them at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. We have all the sports covered, lots of hockey shows, football shows, uh, chin music with Roy Smalley and Lavelle, the Cheryl Reeves show, uh, Mike Grimm on the Go Gopher podcast, which is a really popular show, Dave Lee, outdoor content. Check it all out. We do appreciate it. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks again to Jody State and Pizza Barn and Propane, propane.com. And again, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Let's get to our most valuable teammate.
Yeah, Jim, most valuable teammate. It's a weekly award at the high school league. This week's recipient is Caden Cook, a senior basketball player at Park Center High School. He provides a big spark off the bench. Caden does everything he's asked to do on the court and in practice. He's a great team player. Congrats to Caden Cook of Park Center on being the latest, most valuable teammate. Excellent. Uh, Great stuff as always, John. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, I know the listeners appreciate it. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's listening, and we'll be back next week for more good stuff from John.